Right, we're on another episode on the right track with Brad. Today we, it's an athlete podcast, so we've Woo! got Katie. Can't say your last name. Eisenberger. Eisenberger and Fluff <laughs> Odin, also known as Tyler, but Odin. 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 Not like Greg Odin. Like, like, not like Greg Odin. Want a right. girl like that. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so Fluff. Um, awesome. So Fluff, Katie, and Brad, we're all um, sports. We all do sports at Western Kentucky. So I'm on the cross country and track team. And I'm on the volleyball team and track and field. And I play basketball. So we're going to talk a lot about like anything that we want. Um, so <laughs> Literally whatever we want. I think a great start would be how we grew up doing like our sports. Like why, like why do we enjoy sports so much? And how does that, how does that change kind of going to the, the college mm. aspect of everything? You go ahead, Fluff. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I tried to play in a little bit of everything when I was growing up, and uh, my dad played uh, college baseball and played the minor leagues a little bit, so mm. I started out playing bas- uh, baseball for a little bit. Where did he play? He played at University of Portland, okay. and then got dra- he got drafted out of high school to the Mets, mm. and then decided to go to college, and then played at University of Portland in Oregon, and then got drafted by the, the A's, and then played in the minor leagues for a little bit. So he was a big yeah. baseball guy, Yeah, but also played basketball a little bit, so... He played basketball in high school and, and stuff like that. So I started out playing baseball. I didn't like it, I thought it was boring. And uh, didn't play sports for a little bit growing up. And then when I was in third grade, found uh, a team to be on with some buddies. And that's kind of where my, my love for basketball grew. And I kind of just mm-hmm. stuck with that, you know, swam for a little bit, swam for a couple years, but it was yeah. just pretty much straight basketball. So when was the <laughs> moment where you're like, I'm definitely doing this? I think probably in seventh grade, well, I was actually really torn between it and I wanted to be a swimmer or a basketball player uh-huh. and almost like swimming more than basketball because I did swimming in like fourth, fifth, and sixth grade and really liked swimming and had a good like good group of friends there and all that and yeah. uh, it was kind of like, oh, I don't know how much I really like basketball, but I ended up getting on a pretty good club team in seventh grade and met a lot of people there and, and then from then on kind of locked in on basketball and that kind of became what I was going to do. So you, you couldn't do both at the same time? I probably could have done both. I don't, I don't really remember what exactly happened, which led me to stop decide. swimming yeah. or to decide. Mm-hmm. But I just I really loved basketball. And it, was, it became more of something I did. And my dad knew a lot more about basketball than he did about swimming. And sports was always something I did with him. Mm-hmm. So it was like that was more for uh, something that we could do together. And mm-hmm. he was super involved with me. And we drove down to practice together. And I'd play on you know teams. And you'd go you know drive. 50 minutes to practice sometimes and lay out there and all that. So it just, I don't know, that 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 was a big part of me and my dad's relationship was, mm. was sports and basketball. And oh, that. okay. That's interesting because I feel like I have the complete, not complete opposite, but like I feel like I played every single sport mm-hmm. and like it, there was a big emphasis from my parents to like play as many as I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm different that way. Like I played basketball, track obviously, and volleyball too, like all throughout high school. Was so you did track, volleyball, basketball in high school. Those were high school sports. What? All at the same. So you did it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was on club volleyball team, and I was on a travel basketball team. <laughs> okay, so was that for the sake of just trying out different sports, or to be busy, or your parents just wanted you to do that? Well, or did, like, did you even enjoy doing all of that? Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Yes, I loved it. Um. But I would say I least enjoyed basketball and my travel basketball stuff, like I kind of did more so like 
for my dad in a way, you know, um, because he's a huge basketball guy. He played at IU and everything, mm -hmm. and yeah. um, we're a big basketball family. And so, anyways, I guess, yeah, I kind of played basketball a little bit more for him. So I did end up quitting basketball my senior year, and I just did volleyball and track then. But, yeah. How would you do basketball and volleyball? Aren't they the same kind of season? No, winter and fall. Okay, Ball's yeah. volleyball. They kind of. I guess in high school, there's less of a. I was. I'm thinking mm -hmm. There's no crossover yeah. like as far as seed like scheduling. Right. Okay. Yeah. What yeah, about you? That, that's kind of the the same way where my my parents were collegiate athletes. So mm. my dad was a soccer player, and my mom did gymnastics, and they were both like really good. Oh. Wow. And. Uh, <laughs> and you do track. So <laughs> I did track. Yeah, they. So that, I actually did gymnastics as a kid, like super, for real, like, like, like just a little bit, just to, like try stuff out, but. <laughs> I did that and I did soccer too, but uh, yeah, in the same way, I was doing a lot of sports. Um, I didn't do like football or hockey or anything, um, just because of like my build. But uh, yeah, I did baseball, soccer, I did some basketball, and um, up until like fifth, fourth or fifth grade, I kind of just didn't really enjoy like doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I understood like <laughs> like the concept of like being like a team player as opposed <laughs> to just me doing like my own thing. Yeah. And I think that's what helps with like me doing running because it's so like individualized to where um, I can kind of um, like just trust myself more than yeah. um, like the, the team. And at the time I just, I wanted to do stuff like for myself, just like as a kid, like I just like doing my own thing. What um, do you feel like? Do you still feel like that now, or do you? No, no, I don't feel like that now. But just at that age, I was not like really mature enough to like play oh, I see. team uh, basketball or yeah. anything. But uh, yeah, going into sixth grade, uh, I just I wasn't doing any sports, and my parents were like, okay, well you got to try something. And in sixth grade at my school in in Illinois, there's only two sports you can do going into junior high. Um, or sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade, you can do like the other sports. That's but how we are in Indiana too. Really? Yeah. Is that same for you? You can only do a couple. I don't think so. We could only do track in sixth grade, and then seventh grade opens up all the sports. But at sixth grade, cross country either, or are you saying both? I don't know if we had a cross country team for in middle school like that. See, cross middle school is so easy to have as a sport for like a junior high because all you do is just run around. Like, there's no equipment. Yeah, you just, just need run. your shoes. It's straightforward. So I'm surprised that like <laughs> they wouldn't have it. Um, but yeah, the two sports. Uh, you actually couldn't do track until 7th or 8th grade. So the two sports that you were able to do in junior high were cross country and wrestling. And I was not doing wrestling. <laughs> so I did uh, cross country and that was so fun. And just like that, I just had the, like, the natural talent to do mm -hmm. it. So obviously that helped. And uh, then by the time I was uh, a freshman in high school, uh, I was really taking it seriously. Um, not seriously, but like I knew that was like the sport I'm doing. Yeah. That was kind of like my identity for a while. Mm. And then once I took sophomore year, that's where uh, I was all into like, oh, I'm rotating different shoes to run. I'm tracking the mileage. I'm talking to people about how I can uh, enhance my running. I'm like huge, like team, uh, team, what's it called? Team player, I guess. Yeah. Now, um, mm. For cross to where I kind of understood that it's not like just about me, even though the sport is individualized. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played golf too. That was fun, but yeah, no, just in junior high and high school, I was all all running at that point. Mm. But were you a good golfer? I think I was kind of average at it. I wouldn't say so. You could go on. You still golf? I don't, because it's so expensive. Like yeah, like all like I grew out of all my clubs. Otherwise, I'd be totally playing. I recently, not like within the past couple of years, two three years, I've gotten into golf a little bit. 
Really it's fun, yeah. It, it is fun. fun. But like, yeah, yeah you just have to accept that you're bad yeah. and that you're you're not gonna be good. Right, and it takes like a round of golf takes so long. Like I played for the first <laughs> time this summer twice, and like I gave up before we got to the end of 18 holes because I was like, I just like. Had you gone to like the range and practice beforehand? No. See, that's I you have to do that. that. I was like, I went, I went into the store and I bought golf shoes and I bought a hat, and <laughs> yeah, I yeah. bought a glove and everything. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going all in for golf, and I yeah. did it like, two times where I'm just like. I'm so terrible. Like I can hit the ball hard teeing off and then I just play. I hit the ball hard and then it's just that way. It's that so way. discouraging. Oh, where'd it go? Because you're like, I'm athletic. Like yeah. I can I can play golf. Like mm -hmm. I'm fine. But then I go and do it and I'm like literally terrible. And you need so much patience for it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you grew up in Arizona, so I suppose there's a lot of good like courses there. A lot of good golf. But I never played golf in Arizona. And that's the one thing oh. that freaks people out. Like not freaks people out, but when I first Tell people I'm from Arizona. A lot of people say, "Oh, you play a lot of golf." I'm like, no, nah, I've never, never played golf. Actually, until I was here, I'm like, what? Mm. Now, yeah. So we I all need to go golfing this summer. Yes, that'd be fun. Yes, yes. Because there's a pretty good course here that's pretty cheap. BG. Yeah, when I was at Coastal Carolina for a semester, that's like that state has got a lot of nice mm -hmm. courses, mm, and the Bermuda grass is like the the grass that I'm putting green. That was. That's like the best grass to just like just walk around on, like mm -hmm. barefoot, because I would do some like barefoot runs. Um, but yeah, they, they have some nice places too. And you're from Indiana, mm -hmm. and you're from Arizona, like I said, I'm from Illinois. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious why, like I know why I came to Western Kentucky, but mm -hmm. I don't know why you guys actually chose this school out of all the schools, like being an athlete. Mm -hmm. Like was it was it an athlete decision or was it academic or like why like. You can go with you. It was like the people for me. I was like down to Mizzou and WKU, and everyone from home wanted me to choose Mizzou because it's like SEC, you know, yeah, yeah it's like totally chasing the title type thing. And I didn't, and it was tempting. Like it was a really hard decision. I was super stressed out about it. Um, but I ended up choosing WKU. I'd say mostly because. The girls when I came on the visit, like I, you know, it just like it just like felt like I felt comfortable, and it felt like I would um, fit in there. And then to Travis, he kind of like was like a big factor in becoming because he, I could tell that like he like was gonna love me like a daughter, you know, mm -hmm. like I felt like really like I was gonna get taken care of here. Which like right is, off the bat you felt like Right that. off the bat. I mean he makes it he made it super clear. He was like told my parents when they came on my visit, he was like, if your daughter chooses to come here, um, like I'm gonna like promise you I'm gonna love her and I'm gonna treat her like a daughter. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. Like that kind of community and that kind of Yeah, and I was like, Yeah, that's where I wanna go, mm -hmm. you know? So that's kinda why I ended up deciding to come here. Yeah. 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 I was purely a a basketball decision. I was telling you about this last night. Like I was gonna go wherever I wanted to play Division One basketball, and I was gonna go wherever. I did not care about the school, the state, the city, anything mm -hmm. like that. And I was originally supposed to walk on at DePaul in Chicago, mm -hmm. and uh, was all kind of set to do that in my, my senior year. And then all the coaches got fired last minute, and was still kind of set up to go there. And uh, Western Kentucky kind of became an option in like April and kind of blew it off right away because DePaul's in the Big East. And I was like, I want to go play in the Big East. I've never heard of Western Kentucky before. Yeah. But then <laughs> like, I got saved and became a Christian in May of my senior year. And oh, then that. like Western Kentucky's 
became more of like a, well, maybe I should think about this, like being a Christian and like, where do I want to be? Do I want to live in Chicago or do I want to live in a place like Western Kentucky? Right. And more like, I don't know, friendlier towards oh, Christians. Oh, so interesting and, that know, like played a part. Yeah, looking that. for a church. So you knew about like the Bible though. Yeah, like yeah. And like culturally and culturally. how the people would be. And, and I've always been kind of a smaller town, well, smaller city. Like, I'm from a bigger city, but like I like the smaller mm-hmm. feel and, and definitely could not have seen myself living in Chicago, especially yeah. in the city of Chicago. And even yeah. coming from Arizona and all the warm weather, like, I couldn't have done Oh, okay, I understand. Freezing, freezing cold. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I settled on Western in July, and I was supposed to be, you know, I was supposed to be here in August, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even enrolled in any classes or anything until, like, the day after I got here. And so it all kind of just ended up working out really cool and definitely a big, a big God move for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's really unique. I, I'd say that's similar to, to mine, actually. Mm-hmm. I, um, when I was transferring from Coastal, uh, my two decisions were Western Kentucky or Louisville, because mm-hmm. I could easily visit those mm-hmm. um, and kind of decide. Um, and since I was transferring mid-school year, I kind of had to make a decision like quick. So I went to visit that, and UofL is like in the city. Like, right. That's for sure in the city. Yeah. And I, I know what that's like um, in terms of, like, I've been there. Like, I've been mm-hmm. to Chicago. I know, like, Louisville's a city, too. It's mm-hmm. obviously smaller. But I was deciding, do I want to have that feel and run in, like, city environment? Or yeah. do I want to just uh... go, like, we're Western Kentucky. Like, I, I never heard of this. I don't know, like, where this is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not in the city, but it's, it's something different. Mm-hmm. And I ended up... Like choosing that because I wasn't sure if I wanted to be in that city environment, and I, I didn't grow up in the city of Chicago, but in the in the area of it, like I've been there a lot. And I know what that's gonna feel like, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's where I chose that. And the reason why I'm all my destinations were south, like coastal Carolina and uh, like Kentucky, like that that state. Totally different vibe than it Chicago. is. It is, but I wanted the warmer weather to run in. And yeah. now I like running all the seasons because I, I miss the cold weather, actually. Really? I, I don't want it year-round, of course, but I love running in that uh, that that weather. I like having all four seasons kind of evenly, as mm-hmm. opposed to Kentucky, where it's like one day it's like 75, and the next day it's like 30. Mm-hmm. It's like that's... <laughs> it, it's fine, but I definitely miss the I feel like you do, the weather. You do get the four seasons here, though. I mean, like, I came from somewhere... I have no four seasons Right. It's strictly the same the entire year round. So the fact that I see like leaves changing colors and like cherry blossoms and stuff is like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. I've never seen this before. Yeah. Huh. Was there any pull for like Louisville, like the fact that it's Louisville and it's like a bigger school and ACC? And... Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool for people. To know. And I feel like I'm the track program. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do it for other people for that reason. Yeah. But definitely D1, I wanted to go. Yeah. Or interesting. No, I was just going to say kind of the same situation a little bit. Like, Louisville, I feel like their program and is their program good? Yeah. Like cross country yeah. and their, I know their track program is pretty good, but. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, um, I, I just wanted to be, I did want to be in the, in the city. Like that was kind of yeah. the thing. So, it, so interesting. Yeah. Was it a hard decision? No, no, you see, felt good about it. I, I just knew that. Like, you, you, you gotta pick one and you're gonna go with it. Like, yes. I, I can't stress about, like, oh, which one am I gonna pick? Yeah. And it is, like, where you're gonna be for the next two years of your mm-hmm. life, so you do have to take that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to sit there thinking, like, okay, I can make all these calculations. Like, you know what? They're, they're both in the same state. They're both kind of similar uh, in, the in like, the setting of where they are and where I want to run. I just, I kind of have to, to choose one. And I wanted Western Kentucky for, um, 
for that reason. But yeah. What what pulled you away from Coastal Carolina? Um, that was more of like I was so far away from home and hmm. like that that just didn't really that didn't really help me. And especially since I didn't have a car then and um just some other things like with the training and a lot of people were leaving and it just wasn't the environment that I was expecting and then but the, the campus is awesome like I love the campus but um I just I didn't think I was going to be there forever so I was like why would I wait I think I kind of have to make this decision now so I'm like all right well at the end of the semester I have to I have to like find a new place mm -hmm. and so yeah mm -hmm. heck yeah but you said you you were saved your senior year of high school. Was yeah, it? I want to May fifteenth, twenty twenty. Oh dang! You know the day. You know yeah. the day. How did that happen? Uh, so my my entire senior year, I kind of went through this whole kind of spiritual journey. Not spiritual journey, but trying to figure out a lot of things and yeah. looking into like understanding God and and what is true and what is not. And like under you know like we talked about apologetics last night and understanding why God exists and how I can prove that and how I can understand that. And I grew up in a Catholic family. So as I was kind of going through that whole journey, I, I went uh, first for a couple months, like I went to mass every Sunday. I went to confession every week yeah, yeah. and I did everything I had to do. It was like, if I'm going to be Catholic, like I was like, I'm not, I'm going to be Catholic. So right. like, I'm going to go do what Catholics are supposed to do. So I, I did all that for a couple months. And around that time as I was figuring everything out, I had a buddy who was, um, I had known for the longest time since like third grade and he kind of came back around into my life and was telling me all this stuff like he started texting me again out of nowhere and and he was like and we had got we went to the same high school and all that but he'd kind of drifted away from my right. friends and was kind of off you know living the high school life and all that okay, and he yeah. kind of came around and was saying like asking me how I was doing and I was like oh I'm kind of on this like you know I'm getting growing in my relationship to God I'm getting closer to God and stuff and he's like oh well, I you know I am too like and he was saying stuff like oh I'm I'm born again and, and you know I'm saved and all this stuff I'd never heard of right and we kind of had a gospel conversation over text huh. and I was very kind of self-righteous in that moment like thinking like oh you know you had gone off and done all these bad things in high school and I stayed pretty clean and all that stuff so I was like that's great you so like you're that. farther along right like, I'm, yeah I'm like oh that's great that you found like your uh way to God and you figured that out but I'm I'm pretty I, you know I'm sad I never had any big time struggles in high school with just like <laughs> the world and the flesh and temptation in in yeah. that realm with like drinking and partying and all yeah. that. Yeah. So when he came back around, I was like, oh okay, that's great. Like you found that, and I was very much more of a everyone just kind of has to find their own path to God, and it doesn't really matter which way you go. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it this way, the Catholic way, because that's just what my family was, and mm -hmm. just kind of came back into that. And he was like sharing the true gospel with me and asking me like how do you know you're saved? Like, how do you get to heaven? And like, what would you say to God if you were to die? And, and I had no answers for any of this stuff. And my whole answer was basically just like, I'm a pretty good person. And like, my, that was my self-righteous answer. It's like, yeah. I didn't, I never did any, like, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't like party. Like, you were going to get yourself into heaven. Right. Like, I, I, I didn't do anything like what the world would consider kind of rebellious and bad. But then he kind of like, tested me with the Ten Commandments, which is what Jesus does in the Bible to the to the rich rich young ruler. And yeah. Like, so like, how many lies have you ever told? And I'm like, uh, a lot of lies. Like, okay, well, what is what do you call someone who tells a lot of lies? Like, a, a liar. liar. <laughs> and then and then he's like, have you ever stolen anything? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, what do you call someone who steals things? Like a thief. And he's like, so what are you? And I'm like, a thief. And he's like, no, you're a lying thief. And That's so, so like, he took me through the Ten Commandments, yeah. and it's like convicting, and it was convicting, and it was also me just like. 
like, who do you think you are? Like, you're telling me all this stuff. Like, do you see, like, how, like, do you see how good of a person I am? Right. And you went but, off like, and... I go to church. Right, right. I go to church. Mm-hmm. I do all these things. You know, I'm not, I'm not crazy on the weekends. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just my parents for the most part. I'm just very self-righteous. Uh-huh. And, like, but exposing that, like, lying and, 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 and kind of giving me a bigger understanding for, like, how God views sin and what, what he looks at it as. It's not just what we think of as a sin, personally. Yeah. Like, yeah. those huge, like, killing someone. I've never killed anyone, so I'm pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. And... So just understanding that, getting explained to me, like, that's kind of how God views sin mm-hmm. and, and how serious he takes it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he shared the gospel with me, and I was kind of like, okay, whatever, that's fine. And I, I still enjoyed the conversation, but I was very much kind of on the defensive and very much like, I'm a Catholic and stuff. I'm not, I'm not. This <laughs> yeah, is not just like naturally you're going to be defensive to yes. something that it's not something that you want to hear. Right. Like, you're not ready to hear. Exactly. And then as I, I kept doing that, and... I got I got pretty interested in understanding like the the reasons for why God existed and all that kind of stuff. And as I kind of slowly went on, I went to mass and did all the Catholic stuff for a couple months, and then eventually kind of stopped. I mean, it got to the point where I'd go to confession like I wanted to go once a week, and so I'd get there and just like confess everything that was on my heart. And like I remember the first time I went to confession, I was like I have never been more scared for anything in my entire life because I was just looking at like YouTube videos like mm-hmm. what do I do when I go to confession? Like what do I confess? Like so I got funny. confirmed into the Catholic Church when I was thirteen. And you do your first confession and all that. So it's like, you know, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been six years since my last confession. And then, like, you know, at least it's like, tell me you are behind the, the curtain. And it was during COVID and all that, so they had a, a different setup. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I just wrote out, like, a list of, like, every, like, sin I could think of that I, like, committed. And yeah. it was just all this stuff and really trying to understand it. And even, like, you know, there's, like, mortal sins and venial sins and, and receiving the Eucharist in, like, a state of mortal sin. And I didn't know if I committed any mortal sins. So I was, like, thinking of all this stuff to confess. And I've been, but, yeah, so I, I'm waiting for my, my turn in communion. And I've never been more scared for anything in my life. And I was also kind of thinking, like, because it's not all about a feeling, but the feeling is definitely, like, I, I was told, not told, because and and I didn't really talk to my parents about this, but like I was watching a bunch of videos of like priests and stuff, and like you just go to confession, you just come out of it, and you just feel just like this weight lifted off your shoulders and stuff. And I did all that and like confessed all these sins, and it was just like, and I came out and I was like, nothing really feels like different. Like I just like, okay, I just did that, and I was like, okay, you know, you should do this. Like try to do one night, like my your penance. It was like you know, do one nice thing to this person or say a nice thing to someone. What was your What was the response from the priests when you after you confessed? Because obviously. I didn't grow up Catholic, so I don't know what that's like. I'm trying, I mean, usually it's like prayers. It's like, okay, say the Our Father three times, or say the Hail Mary three times, and this, and then, but then it's like, okay, do this and this, but then, okay, I want you to, I don't know, it was like, if you had, you know, wronged anyone, go and, you know, fix that, or, or help, help your parents out with something that they're, they're struggling with, and it was just kind of like, you know, Taking the groceries or something like that, and and the Catholic Church that I was taking the groceries right, since I forgot. Right, right. That's what I mean. And so it's like I just did that, and then I kept going back, and then eventually it just kind of felt like I would talk to this priest, and and he just like was kind of like I don't want to be here. This is ridiculous. Like I just like pour out my heart to this priest. So you're just saying it doesn't really feel like that's like that's yeah. Like, it just, what are you what are you, what are you getting at with this? I mean, it just did, it didn't feel like I didn't. 
feel any sense of forgiveness. I didn't know why I was doing it. Mm. It was just purely because that's what I'm, I'm right. Catholic and that's just that's what I'm supposed to do. Up. And I think there was probably not a whole lot of like true repentance. Right. No, like there, there was like a confession and anyone can confess like things that they've done wrong. Mm-hmm. But you know, repentance is turning away and exactly and doing the opposite. And there was no change of heart. It was very much like, oh, I can do these bad things. And like if I would slip up on something during the week or if I went over two weeks, I would slip up on something like, oh, okay, like I can just do that. I'll just, I got confession. I'll just go to confession. And I'll be like, okay, I can start over. Clean slate. I confessed. Clean slate. Oh, I messed up. Okay, now I can, it doesn't matter anymore. Go back. I'll reset again. Then confession. Okay, I got to reset. Oh, I messed up again. You know what I mean? It, there was no like, like when you're truly saved, you have that true heart transformation. You know, like mm-hmm. the Bible said, like God gives you, takes your heart of stone and makes it a heart of flesh. Yeah, you're a new creature. You're a new creature. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any of that. It was very much just yeah. me working and trying and trying not to sin. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try so hard and so and good. it just. Uh, so yeah, I, I eventually kind of stopped going to Catholic church and was still like interested in God and that's when I got really into apologetics and trying to understand like a reason defense of the faith and not just a because I always kind of would say I believed in God and stuff but it was a very much like just blind faith instead of understanding Same. there are arguments for why God exists and it was so fascinating yeah. to hear those arguments and to be able to explain those to people mm-hmm. and then over time in my senior year kind of would start looking up various like biblical uh, answers to like world sorts of like problems I was having like anxiety or stress or like stuff that I was struggling mm. with and look that up from like a, a pastor's response or a Christianity response and I would just look that up and watch videos and and uh eventually came on some like Billy Graham old Billy Graham sermons hey, and, and he Billy would Graham. talk about like you know repentance and turning away and, and all this stuff and it was just like mind-blowing and then ultimately it's like May 15th 2021 I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with <laughs> my friend Trey yes. and get beat up my <laughs> other friend and I was like Trey like I have so much stuff to ask you like and because you can't always and I, I was very bad at like reaching out to people and asking them like I didn't tell my parents about all the Catholic stuff that I was doing and it was just very much like kind of me on my own and trying mm. to figure things out and like my friend Trey I just kind of got to the point where I was like I had so much on my mind and so much I was thinking of that I couldn't get specific answers to from like a YouTube video or online so I just asked him all these questions like we were there for like two hours and my other buddy was there who's not a Christian at all and he was just kind of sitting there listening and yeah. I was just like, like, explain this to me, explain that to me. How do I know I'm saved? What do I have to do? What does this mean or mm-hmm. what about that? And we talked for like two hours at B-dubs and then we he went and uh, we drove together and he dropped off my one friend and we sat in his car and talked more and like the last thing I just remember asking him was like, okay, like, like I was convicted of my sin. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I needed a savior. I knew if I didn't have Jesus, I'd go to hell. Like that's what did it for me. Like I knew like, I was you can't I get felt the heaven on your own, yeah. right? And I knew that this is how God feels about it, and it's not like God being mean that He's sending us to hell. Like it's because God is just and He's perfect, and He must punish yeah. sin. And yeah. understanding like what an offense it is to sin against the perfect God. Mm-hmm. And so I got I was scared. I was like, dude, like how do I know that I'm saved? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And He just kind of walked me through it. And it wasn't like a you know make this decision or pray this prayer or anything, but right. it was just like something just kind of happened and yeah. something changed. And he's sent me a couple sermons to watch and um, just on like Matthew seven and like many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord. And I'll say like, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. And, yeah. and convicting stuff like that. And he's like, you want to come to church with me tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. And I just kind of did that. And that was my whole summer kind of going into college. And That's it so just, cool. It was amazing. And I just remember when I was first saved, it was like the last month of high school. And I was just like, just like, it was like walking on a cloud. It was just, I was so like joyful and peaceful. Yeah. And just, everything was just, it was amazing. And just that, that initial feeling is like something I'll like never be able to. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because it's something that 
like is not like for this life like it's for like your life after mm -hmm. like um which i think is interesting <clears throat> and going back to what you were saying about um like oh well, i don't like kill anyone i don't do like these bad things mm -hmm. that's um and thinking that you're a good person because mm -hmm. of that it's like god's standard is like the full length and then our standards like here right we, so like like oh yeah we don't steal we don't kill people people who do like they're gonna be um like they're, they're gonna go to hell mm -hmm. but the people who do this it's like no like we're all destined to go there yeah. like initially um which is it's it's kind of like a like a hard truth once you really like understand it mm -hmm. but um it, it makes sense when you read like the, like the bible that mm -hmm. is clearly or specifically like non-fiction and yeah. like all the evidence that there is to like support that and it's just a classic like okay why well, like in the world's point of view i'm a good person right to all these people all these people might only think i'm a good person right and like in a way like okay yeah like i'm not like intentionally trying to hurt these people but we know that inherently like we are like born of sin and we mm -hmm. have that and god is just like you said he's a holy god and he's just and he can't let sin go unpunished mm -hmm. and that's what's so great about Jesus, Jesus's death and resurrection is that he took our place. Mm -hmm. Like he actually took our place, and like, like when we weren't even like born yet, yeah. And he, he took our place. He died for those sins. For yeah, the, yeah. And he actually like took them on himself mm -hmm. while he actually lived the perfect life when he was dying. It's like, like someone that's did that the for standard, me, right? right? Oh my gosh, and so yeah, that's how... the standard I'm, I'm supposed to be at. Yeah. And because of that, like I want to honor you. Like mm -hmm. I want to live for you. Mm -hmm. Like everything that I want is pushed to the side. Like he's not like I, I said this in another uh podcast where like god and christianity that's not an addition to my life that should be like the center of my life right. like, everything else comes second right it doesn't mean i can't do things that i want to do but that is that's the main thing like, that should be the main right. goal and sharing that with other people right yeah. is like so important to me now like that seek first his yes. kingdom you know yes, like his kingdom it's all for his kingdom it's not like, it's not it's not about me and kind of going back to like running like running was like my whole thing and then when I didn't have it, I had nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, like, and it, like for a bunch of reasons. And um, and now that I'm back to running, I don't look at it as like, oh, running's back at the top. Like, yeah, it was Jesus for a little bit. Now running. Yeah. Is here. Like, no, like Jesus is still up here now. Um, like as as it should be. And it's just the continual process of sanctification and just trying to be like Jesus, mm -hmm. even though we'll never get there. We know um, there's a lot of. Uh, things where people say like Christians are hypocrites. It's like no, like we know that we that we're sinners, that we're not perfect. We're trying to be, right. and we don't want to um, be hypocritical in the sense of um, yeah, Jesus saved me, and then just do all these sins like intentionally. Like we know that we can't hold that, and that's why Jesus's death is the atonement for right. us because we we can't hold it. Mm -hmm. It's not like once we're saved, we don't need him anymore. It's like we still need him yes. because sin is still there, but sin doesn't have any dominion over us. Right. right? We don't need to fall to that anymore. It's like yeah. the Holy Spirit has, has filled me. Right. And now I want to like do these good things. It gives us new desires. It changes new desires, desires and motivations. But I will say with, I mean, you brought up the Christian hypocritical thing. I would say yeah. uh, that American Christianity, a lot of it, we have substituted like the true gospel and you know i was like a huge i wouldn't what do you say victim or i was a huge like i was this person mm -hmm. like who had bought into like the americanized lukewarm christianity that isn't the true gospel and therefore i was hypocritical mm -hmm. like i was a hypocritical christian because in high school and most of college i would have been like oh yeah like i believe in jesus mm -hmm. like yeah i'm i'm christian mm -hmm. like for sure but 
um, I had not surrendered anything. Mm -hmm. I hadn't, um, I, I would say, um, I don't even know if I really had convictions because I believe the Holy Spirit is what convicts. And I don't, and I don't think that I had the Holy Spirit in me at that time. I think that I had, uh, maybe guilt because I like knew that, um, I wanted to be a different way, but I wasn't that way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely think like Americanized Christianity is like very hypocritical Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, like antithesis to like the Bible. Right. We've watered it down. Yeah. Watered down like watered down the gospel. Yeah. So Yeah, and I don't wanna like talk like like bad about um like how like that's that's came to be and like for people who might just be like living like that that way right now. Mm-hmm. It's like no, like this is it's an opportunity to reevaluate kind of where you're at and yeah. kind of see like are you looking at it the right way. Yeah. And one thing that I don't want to um, like go to as I grow in my faith is to always be so um, like too analytical of the Bible. Um, right. But, like it's good you want to learn the stories, want to understand, right. it, but I don't want to be so theological that there's like like all these what ifs. Turn into a Pharisee about. and a... yes, yeah, something like that. Like I don't want to be so analytical about it. I want to understand um, the stories and and what they mean and uh, use and defend scripture in the way that it should be used, but. Um, in the same way where we might underuse the Bible, I think there's ways to like overuse it and then you're interpreting mm-hmm. it differently and then it's the wrong way. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that like what you see like in the New Testament especially is that Jesus, you know, a lot of the times he says about certain um, scripture, when, especially when he's talking to like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he says, you know, like, you know, you're too, you're too far one way. Like you're too, um, you're too strict. Mm-hmm. But then in other things, he says, oh, you're not even upholding it, like even close. Yeah. So like, there's like yeah. this, like, it's almost a little bit, you know. You gotta find the balance. It's a little bit confusing, but like, you realize that Jesus, um, what he's trying to do is show you like the heart of the law mm-hmm. and the heart of God. And, and I think like, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, they like were missing that. You know, yeah. they were like, like, they Jesus the, came to fulfill the law, not abolish it. Yeah. Yeah. And they had the, they had the outside kind of workings of it. They, it, you know, the Pharisees, they followed a law based, you follow a law. It wasn't about the inward man, it was about the outward. You know what I mean? It was all about what you yeah. did on the outside. Yeah. Right. But that, you, you know, like Jesus talked about, like, you know, your heart not being changed, like the Pharisees and all that, they, they followed the law the best they could, but that was just their working. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have, the, yeah. in, it wasn't the, cha- the inward change. It's a, it's a, and that's what makes right. Christianity different from every other religion. Right, and that's what I was thinking about too when you're talking about Catholicism and about um, confession and, and like the, all these things are inherently like good things to do. Mm-hmm. And it's good to um, care about, <laughs> you know, like doing good things for your parents. Yeah. And yeah. like that can be helpful um, but as long as you're not substituting it for like, um, like, like the basics of like Jesus died for you. Right. Like, that's it. Like, what is that coming from? Is it coming out of you working your way to feel better, to, to feel like you can gain favor with mm-hmm. God? Like the more I do, the more I gain favor with God. Understanding that those good works come out of a true understanding of what Christ did for you and understanding that you can do nothing. And those are kind of, those good works that come out of you are like to honor Jesus and, mm-hmm. and out of just completely understanding like how undeserving we are of Christ's death 
and that he died for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the good work stemmed from, not me trying to gain favor with God and to, like, mm-hmm. get a couple notches up and be like, I just did all this stuff, and, you know, God's more happy with me. I did yeah. some bad things, but then I did a bunch of good things to make it, like, to offset it. Because uh-huh. that's, you know, that's true Christianity, biblical Christianity, in every other religion. It's works mm-hmm. or it's faith. Right. Yeah. And, again, that's not to, like, call out the people who, like, um, are doing something different or anything. We're, we're not trying to act like we know... Like, we have it perfect. Right. Like we're still trying to learn. Like, again, we're only, like, a year or two into, like, yeah, actually understanding, exactly. uh, like, uh, where we're at in our faith. Um, or, like, actually walking with Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just just from, like, what I've learned and what you guys have said, like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying in the sense of, um, uh, like, the Bible is, like, the basis for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to go off the Bible. Right. Not for my own interpretation to make me feel better, but to read it, like, for what it is. And mm-hmm. really take it for what it is. And... That's why I recommend uh, for people who are new to it to just read the Bible, mm-hmm. and it takes right. a long time to read it. I, I'm not even I'm not even done with it yet. I, yeah. I started in New Testament, and I've read almost all of the Old Testament. Um, I'm starting with Hosea tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I, I'm almost done with uh, the Old Testament now. That's crazy. And uh, there's just there's so much that I've learned, and uh, my my pastor actually told me this, um, Pastor Steve at, at Rich Pond, about mm-hmm. uh, how I told him I was trying to read through the whole Bible, and he said. That reading the whole Bible is like getting the uh, the framework of a puzzle, and then once you go back to each of the stories to like analyze and understand it, mm-hmm. uh, you're just filling in the pieces. Yeah. And to get the whole framework is gonna totally understand because everything points to Jesus in the Bible, mm-hmm. and when you look for that, uh, you'll you'll start to notice that. And I think uh, having that that framework is gonna help grow in our understanding and kind of seeing like where we're at and how to progress with our faith and how to understand uh, our faith and interpret it to other people, share mm-hmm. with other people, make sure we're saying the right things, not adding anything or taking right. away from the Bible. Right. Um, and that's like my struggle like right now with like sharing the gospel because like I almost don't know, you know, I, I feel like I can overcomplicate it because like mm-hmm. I have like feel like I my eyes have been just like open to so many things that I was just so... Uh, like blind to I guess um like as far as like what I believed was Christianity and so yeah I feel like it is like the gospel is like very simple like that a like 10 year old could like understand it Mm -hmm. but at the same time there are so many things like you're saying like there's this framework and then there's like so much deeper that you can go and yeah I don't know if you guys also no, 100%. And that, that, that initial kind of you get saved and all that stuff, you just kind of have a basic understanding of what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. But as like after you get saved and stuff, like that's when you go deeper. And that's when you understand the fullness of the gospel and you right. understand it more and it strengthens your faith and, mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. Because if you just stay on the surface level and you just go like, I mean, it's like, how can you not, if you've been saved by Christ, like how can you not want to learn more about him? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you not want to read his word? And he gave us his word for a reason. Like mm-hmm. God spoke to us through the Bible. Yeah. So like there's just so much to learn, so much to understand and, and, and understanding the gospel more, you know, helps you explain it better to people and answer questions people might have and stuff. But yeah, it's a very much like the gospel, like, you know, when I was first saved and we're all first saved, it's very much like a you know, it's simple. It's it's simple and straightforward. And, yeah. And but the deeper you go, the more you understand it, the more you appreciate it and, and yeah. strengthens your faith. And I think it is because like God is so big mm-hmm. and just like, because of that, you know, we can like taste his like 
like his greatness like you know when we are first saved you know like mm -hmm. I feel like for me I was like wow like just to even understand what holiness was mm -hmm. that was a huge thing for me because you know you always hear holy whatever mm -hmm. God is holy like what does that mean like that means that he literally cannot be near sin like mm -hmm. he has to be separate from that because he is so perfect mm -hmm. and um where's I going with this I forget what were we just talking about? Uh, knowing more about the gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I feel like it can be so complicated or seem complicated um, because, like, to know God is to just, like, I don't know. He's so big that, like, you can't even, like. It's infinite. Right. It, it's <laughs> infinite. So, like, yeah, there's always, like, going to be a learning process, like, throughout your entire life. And you're never going to, like fully know all that God is, you know? Yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to say. And that's the hardest part. Like, like I think when there's people who don't know and they're like, they're not Christian, they think it's like, well, I can't see God, like, right now. Like, I can't see him. Well, like, he, he's not speaking know. to me. Yeah, he's not speaking like, to me why did right he speak now. To, why did he speak to the people in the Old Testament? But, like, mm -hmm. I can't hear God, you Yeah, know? and that's a really good, like, question. Um, right. But, like, um, but yeah, we just we won't fully know, and it sounds like an easy answer to just say that, like, oh well, we don't know. So yeah, like just just read the Bible and trust it. It's like no, like it's, we know it's a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's uh, that's part of like seeking Him out and wanting to live for Him and trust mm -hmm. in Him. Um, part of it is believing something that you can't see. Like, yeah, that's what it is. You have, you have to trust, and when you build that relationship, that's where you you do start to see Him mm -hmm. um, in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, or just seeing how like how the world is created and we see like a really beautiful sunset you're like there's no way that could just be randomly right. a thing exactly uh, so yeah but seeking them out is like the biggest part if you if you just just attempt to read something or talk to someone i, I think talking to someone uh, who is a christian might be easier than just reading somewhere in the bible you don't right. know because um, that's what yeah. you did that's what i did too <laughs> like i like yeah tell me more about how that kind of relates to um anything with like sports like does yeah. that have an effect on it or oh yeah for sure I think God used like me coming here obviously and to just sports to kind of um reveal himself to me um so in a lot of different aspects um we had a GA her name was Kelsey Jones she was the one who first kind of invited me to church when I got here and I was always like I would I would have you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to church mm -hmm. here. And I always did go to church, even though I was hungover most of the times, like my freshman, sophomore year kind of thing. Um, so, like, that was the initial um, kind of person that got me thinking about my faith. And then I kind of went through a season of um, just, like, super felt super far away from God. Um, this was my junior year. And I wanted to ask. Like, I had so many questions that I needed to get answered that I realized I was like, I need to figure out the answers to these questions. Like, like I say I believe in Jesus and I say I believe in God, but, like, why, I don't even understand, like, why Jesus had to die. Like, why did someone have to die? Why couldn't it have been literally anybody? And what, what, what about him makes it, like, like, makes him save all for me? Like, he, like, I'm... 2000 I came 2000 years after him like he's irrelevant to me like how is that relevant but at the same time because I was like so self-righteous 
I was like, but like, since I believe in Christianity, like I know that that's right kind of thing. Yeah. So like that, yeah. that, that's what stopped me from asking those questions because like, I didn't want to feel like I didn't know. Um, but yeah, I started, uh, it was definitely a God thing. I was thinking about, I was like, I really need to be discipled because I know like that's something a Christian should do and, um, get my questions answered. And so I was thinking about reaching out to someone from SCA and I get a DM from Stacey Dickens, who was like the previous FCA director. Um, she was like, hey, you want to go get coffee? And so I went with her and I just like got a ton of my questions answered. And we started meeting every week. So and like I just came every time with a bunch of questions for her. And so that, is that how you like got the gospel explained to you? Yes. Yeah, mostly um, that definitely gave me a better understanding. Um, but I, I still don't think I don't know if I had like fully accepted it. Mm. Um, I was starting to like surrender things for mm-hmm. sure. Um, like I was like, okay, so I need to stop mm-hmm. drinking. I need to stop partying. I need to stop doing these things. Um, cause I know that that is not good for me, mm-hmm. but I still, I, I wouldn't say, you know, there was like kind of a repentance there, but mm-hmm. like it was a little bit masked because it's like, you can, um, do or not do anything outside of faith, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so um, I think for me, I, I did after, after I stopped, after I stopped drinking is actually when I kind of like, it clicked with me. I remember like I had this aha moment when I watched this sermon by Jonathan Pecluda and he was talking about the, uh, questions that your friend asked you, which was, they're called like the Kennedy questions. And the first one is on a scale of one to 10, how sure are you that you're going to get into heaven? one being not so certain, 10 being certain. And I was like, hmm, like, I feel like I'm like an eight, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, it makes you think. Yeah, you think. I'm like, oh, like, um, like I'm, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, but like I'm not 100% sure. And it's like, and he explains like, that's the gospel is that you can be 100% sure. Yeah. That That is because no matter if you're a one or an eight, you're trusting in something that's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, you're either, if, it, if you're a one, you know, you're trusting, you're trusting yourself that like, oh, you, you've done enough bad things that like, you're, um, you're not going to get in. Mm -hmm. And if you're eight, you know, that's also kind of like, oh, well, um, you've done enough good things that you think you might get in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you have either of those answers, you're totally off one through nine, you're completely off from what the true gospel is. Mm -hmm. And that really opened my mind to like, Oh, like Jesus! <laughs> like it was yeah. so yeah, eye-opening like, right to there. me. It's right there. Yeah, because then the second question is, you know, if you're to stand before God to like, um, and He said, you know, why should I let you in? You know, if your answer is to heaven, yeah, to heaven. Yeah. Like you die today, and God is like, why should I let you in? And your answer is, you know, because God, I love you. That's not the right answer. <laughs> if it's because, you know, I tried really hard or, you know, I, I, um, I feel like I'm a pretty good person compared to everybody else, you know, that's not the gospel. Like yeah. the only correct answer is, you know, I don't deserve to, I don't deserve to be in heaven, mm-hmm. but Jesus died for me. And like, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. That's why I get to go into heaven. Like, because I have the Holy spirit in me mm-hmm. and like he, yeah. So that was like a huge, like that sermon, like really was pivotal in my like understanding of yeah. like so the when, gospel. When did you say that was? 
Oh, um, like maybe a year and a half ago. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's when you started reading the Bible. No, so uh, in co during COVID, um, I was I read through the Bible and or read not the Bible. I read through the Gospels, mm. and you know it was just like it was kind of like that. Like I can taste this goodness. Like it is so good. Like I want it so bad. But I still just didn't like completely understand the whole like, oh, I I can have a piece about like life because like I'm I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to work because like my big fear always was like, oh, when I die, it's just gonna be black. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's just gonna be black. Yeah, it's like, a total, total like that is so horrifying. And so like my hope was there was no hope there you know I still and you put everything onto this world and what you can get out of this world because you think there's no hope after right mm -hmm. so it's yeah so like everything i do in my life like it's so big and so important because like i only get this one life you mm -hmm. know which i mean you still only get one life here mm -hmm. on earth and and you god has like a will and a purpose for mm -hmm. you and that's but at the same time it's like no actually like life is like this and like if the string goes on forever and ever, that's eternity. Mm -hmm. And so, like, let's see what actually matters. Like, yes. this life or, like, eternity, you know? Right. So. And the goodness that we can get in this world, like, we can't even, like, I always say, like, oh, what's the greatest, like, feeling I've ever had in my life? And, like, the greatest moment, the greatest time. It's like, mm -hmm. heaven is infinitely greater than all of that. I can't even wrap my head. Yeah, that's the craziest part. Yeah. That's the craziest part. It's forever. And it's just amazing. And it gives you so much peace. Because that's the problem, like, with people in the world, unbelievers, like, they have no hope. And that's why, like, you know, I can see how easily it would be to be so depressed and so anxious and stressed out if you think when this is all I got. This is, I got one shot at this. Mm -hmm. Everything I do, whether it's sports, it's on me. right, it's on me, and I put all my value in it. So you know, and everything in the world will ultimately let you down because it's it's not perfect. It's mm -hmm. not Jesus. Jesus will never let you down. But everything you put your faith in in the world, whether it's school, your job, mm -hmm. your career, your, your sports, you're like, and if that doesn't go well, it's like you have no hope because mm -hmm. you think, oh, when I die, nothing happens. So you just, you put all, everything into this life and it will, everything will always let you down that isn't God. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about uh, hustle culture yesterday too, um, about how like just trying to like work hard and work, do like do everything that you can. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in a way like that, that is kind of like fear and death. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, maybe I don't want to say that, but in the sense <laughs> of... <laughs> In the I mean, sense of that, like, like you're working really hard because you think this is like this is this, this is what it. life is, mm. like this is what it is. Yep. But what I was, what I was trying to like transition to was um, fearing death. Like we, we don't have that fear of death anymore because we have that trust, right. um, and like we, we know like where we will be. Um, so that's kind of going back to what you're saying with the peace. Like you kind of have that peace with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to wrap up with what has God been teaching you. Mm. So. If you want to start. <laughs> God has really been teaching me, uh, honestly, showing me how weak I am and mm. how I can really do nothing apart from him because I was a very self-righteous person in high school and all that. And even when I first got saved, because I don't have some elaborate, extensive past about like just was crazy and horrible. And, you know, I was in jail. You know, this is the, the crazy testimony. Yeah. I didn't have a crazy testimony. You know, I was a sinner saved by grace. And, and so through college and through even this year for me, it's been big of just how much it's not me. It is not me. It's all God. And without God, I'm going to fall and I'm going to yeah. fail and I'm going to fail. And it's going to, I can't maintain like what I'm doing. And, and even like with sin and stuff, it's not me. 
it's like it's me like trying to avoid sin and, and and walk in obedience to god but it's it's only from god like you know the the difference between me and any sinner the difference between any of us and any sinner is like it's only jesus like the only reason we do this is because of jesus right. without jesus we're in the world with the rest of them mm-hmm. so just realizing it's not you it's not your self-righteousness it's not your own strength it's it's everything that jesus has been doing to you and just mm-hmm. realizing how weak i am just gives me a greater appreciation for what god did for me and what jesus did for me yeah so that's oh, been that's a so big good. a lot of big eye-opening thing for me yeah yeah that's good um for me i feel <clears throat> like it's um like that god god's plan for me and um yeah just his plan for me is actually what's best and trusting that because i feel like it's such a cliche like thing to say like you know just trust god's Mm -hmm. plan like it's it's easy to say that so easy to say it so much harder to actually believe it and um i don't know i just feel like actually like like seeing that and meditating on it because it's um like I can, I can get really anxious about my future and, um, and just like, I don't know, just even in, in, um, my upcoming week, like I have so much things on my plate, you know, like, and it's like, okay, let's like pause and actually think about like what, what I'm doing. Like I'm actually believing a lie right now. Like I'm actually believing that like God isn't, um, like with me at all times, you know, and like God's plan for me isn't, isn't what's best because my plan is what's best, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so just like, I feel like God has really been showing me, like, especially with like, we were talking about kind of last night, how like, I don't know, like, you know, am I going to be in Bowling Green next year? Am I going to be in Indy? Am I going to be like, I don't know where I'm going to be. And that's like scary for me a little bit. Um, but yeah, God has kind of been showing me like, or teaching me, trying to teach me that, like, you know what, like, I got you, mm-hmm. you know, like, my plan actually is what's best, and um, whatever you think your plan is, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever you think your plan is, like, just trust me, like, my yeah. plan's gonna be way, way better, better. Right. like, way yeah. better, because, like, if you even, like, we're so forgetful, and I'm so forgetful, like, God has, like, literally laid the best, like, story out for my life, like, thus far. And, like... And I think I've got a better plan. For, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's like, it so, should be this way. Why isn't so, it that way? Yeah. yeah so like, we really think we can, like, change it to make it better. Like, no, he's, he's literally brought us this whole time. Like, it's yeah. Cool. And I'm, like, like, just even coming here, like, like, how much God has been in it, even when I, like, didn't see it. And, like, I'm so grateful now, but, like, I'm so forgetful about, like... Yeah. That's a constant battle you kind of have to remember mm-hmm. is, like, it's not my own desires. You, you want to make sure it is based off, like, for God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a definitely a constant. What about you? What's God been teaching me? Mm-hmm. Trusting in prayer. And um, mm-hmm. it, it's always a, uh, like I said, the battle of just, like, wanting to do your own thing. And there's things that you want to do that you think is like honoring him and that he wants you to do but you, you still have to go to him for everything mm-hmm. like even if it's deciding like going to do some um event uh for christianity or whatever um like, like i want to pray to him for everything like the small things yeah because like i want him to, to lead me like where where i should be what i should be doing um and making sure that it is for the right reason so just continually growing in the trust of like 
I, I want to pray like all the time. I don't just want to set like pray without ceasing, uh, kind of. Yes. 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 And really believing like the prayer. Like no, I, I don't want a, a prayer where it's just like real quick. Like I want to sit down and um, like make it like meaningful mm-hmm. and really like believe what I'm saying and just trust in Him. Like that's just the biggest thing I can say right now is like trust. Um, because the the battle is already won. So yeah. I can trust him even more. Like Jesus died for me. The trust is there. Uh, it's just the the reminder of that. And um, I would say also uh, the checklist that a lot of Christians have, where it's if I I got to go to church this week, I got to read the Bible every day, I have to do this. Not having that mentality. Yeah, fighting you know, that. Yeah. 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 Just remembering that um, it's not like a streak of how many days in a row you can read the Bible or how many, um, like, like telling other people, like, I did this, I did this. Like, no, it's for his glory. You want to remember um, that the relationship with him is, like, the foundation. And that's where, like, that's that's what matters. It's yeah, not, and, like, out of our own. I church one time. Right. Yeah. And that's where we can even slip into, like, our own works. Like, right. Like, I read the Bible, exactly. I go to church. And exactly. It's so hard, and, like, legalism and all that. Like, it's so hard to, mm-hmm. you still, that's still a battle. Like, because yeah. we, we do want it to be us. We're, we're very prideful as people. Yeah. And we, we want, want it to be, to be us. God, yeah. And, yeah. So. But that's why it's so important to think about, like, what you're talking about, about, like, your weakness. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, reminding yourself all the time, like, I'm actually desperate for Jesus. Yes. Like, I need to read my Bible mm-hmm. every single morning. And I need to be in prayer throughout the day. Not because, like, it makes me, like, a better Christian. Mm-hmm. But because, like, I'm desperate for it. And like I am weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you need it. Right? Yeah. I need this. I can't not do this. Yeah. I, they, you know, Even sh- if you don't want to do it. Right. Because, <laughs> like, that's a big thing for me. Like, I struggle, like, with, like, wanting to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, like, wanting to get in prayer. Because, like, it's so much easier just to not. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Just, like, recognizing that we are weak. And, like, when we do recognize it, that's actually, like, the best place we can be. Because, like, when we are weak, like, that's when God is, like strong you right. know yeah right the constant growth yeah, yeah. um but yeah thanks for yeah thanks for tuning in like this was this was so fun um yeah i'm so glad that y'all was able to get your guys' opinions yes. on that and got i got to talk a little about how our sports have kind of related to that um and just christianity and how we're, we're so new to walking with christ yeah and that we just get to kind of get to talk and have our own perspectives on that yeah um but yeah this was the right track with brad katie and fluff uh yeah, that was that was it for today. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for having us. That on. was awesome.